Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Eight Ball. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently because we, uh, my introductions are now come in the middle of the episode and they're a little bit shit. So we're just going to get rid of them and go uh, straight in with some admin. Hello, David. David's here. You're right. All right. Admin. Yeah. That's always fun. That's what people tune in for, isn't it? Admin. It is. We'll, get, we'll just get this out of the way. So, um, yep, yep. yep. Lo- loads of people um i think the first one is pretty obvious it was it was very very funny when it was said it's uh, matthew hayden's nude nuts which has been sent up to the dave review system um the the quote w- was a bit longer than this but um the, the bit that's that most people have, have got onto is uh talking about ollie robinson he's a forgettable cricketer a fast bowler that is bowling 124 nude nuts and he's got a mouth from the south so um, I'm assuming a mouth from the south is just uh, uh just the sweary man and yeah, yeah. which we'll, and Australians sure, hate that. I'm sure we'll come on to that later. That how swearing is. You're right, mate. Yeah, I'm already <laughs> annoyed about what I'm going to be talking about later. <laughs> just had a massive stretch and a grumble there. Um, so um, 124. I'm assuming he means kilometers per hour there, which is fairly obvious. Uh, just saying, he's a little bit shit. But the, the the nude nuts in there. So I've got a mate who's an Australian. I asked him if he knew what it meant. He's he doesn't really like cricket, but a nude nut is a baldman. So a bald man, that should be. Yeah. Um, the nude nuts. I'm assuming here means uh, no seam, no swing, just up and yeah, down trunches. Yeah, it means he bowls the ball with nothing on it. Uh, an absurd lie. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Because I quite like the term nude nuts. I don't. I don't want to be thinking about <laughs> those two words anywhere near the words Matthew and Hayden. He might He might end up popping them in his frying pan. Rice, this feels a long time ago now, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? It's because we haven't done one in ages. No, but I mean, Ollie Robinson's oh, nude nuts all, that's feels because... like about 18 discourses ago. Yeah, well, I think like the just stop oil was one week ago today the protest that's mad isn't it this is this is already like that's like it's the equivalent of you know like in about march when everyone's going you know when thomas tuchel and antonio conte had a fight <laughs> that was this season yeah it's already like that that was this ashes yeah and it's stuff that's like it feels like it happened around about the time of the fall of the berlin wall so if we take who's saying it and who's saying who they are saying it about out is nude nuts allowed? I think if I yeah if I, if I take <clears throat> take myself out of the fact that it it it's a lie about a really good cricketer who is a gobshite, um, there probably is there probably is a case for it. It's quite an evocative little phrase. I mean, saying like, do we really want more terms in cricket that sound a little bit rude? Mm. There's already uh, that ship has sailed, is not it? There's the obvious ones, but that yeah, ship has it's, sailed. A, it's another one for the for the dads to laugh about. Uh, Boulder Maiden over Googlies, Googlies, Middle Just Wicket, um... Sticky Wicket. Bannies, <laughs> Davilias. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, nah, it's shit. Okay, so would you? Uh, was is that being dismissed? Then yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Okay. No way. 
Thank you. Uh, the next one is from a tweet from the West Indies official account, which was made during their World Cup qualifying match against Nepal. And it went like this. A lot of movement from Kimo Paul, keeping a busy line to the batsman in the middle. A busy line. What do you yeah. think that means? Do you think it's keeping the batsman busy? Or do you think the line itself is moving a lot and being busy? I think what he was doing inexplicably in the middle of a World Cup qualifying match that may explain West Indies' subsequent failure to qualify for the World Cup is he was trying to make a phone call in 1996, but someone was using the internet. Bong, bong. <laughs> someone was using Napster. Yeah, to try and, to try and download Metallica and upsetting, yeah. upsetting Lars. That's what they were doing. Uh, the sensible answer, which doesn't, it's not not really required. The two <laughs> of those two, it's definitely not the line that's busy. Yeah, sure. It it surely means that he's bowling and nagging line yeah. and length, and that he's keeping the batsman busy. Yeah, the batter busy. I quite like it. I quite like it. Yeah. A busy line that that I think there's that's there's there's a bit about that as a phrase that I quite enjoy. I think you know having another name for that kind of bowling doesn't do us any harm. You, I, think, I think Your I think I think stump line. Ollie Robinson bowls much more of a busy line than he does nude nuts. Right. So. So that's is. Do you want me to stick with my original I, decision? I, I think busy line is staying. Cool. I'm on the screen now. Cool. That done. Um, keep sending them in when you see anything in the on a commentary or on Twitter or anything like that. Send it over and I will put them to Dave and see how they get done on the Dave review system. So our topic for today isn't so much a cliche as a. Uh, a load of them all in one and it's uh sort of jumped up the list of things we were going to do because of the last week's happenstances and it's uh the hypocrisy of england and australia in during the ashes um dave do you want to just start give us an overview of why everyone's a bit of a prick so when i start that will be the end of the episode you're just I like I'll just rant now for about 20 minutes about <laughs> how England and Australia are both complete fucking pricks, twats, and hypocrites, and then we'll say goodbye. Yep, all right. Fine. Yep. Right. So you just sit there. Cool. Um so the thing with England and Australia is they are two of the most embarrassing countries on earth. Embarrassing countries. <laughs> just sporting or otherwise. Just in general, pricks. <laughs> Absolute bell ends. Terrible, terrible Bretlands. Awful. And they've been at this for as long as there's been fucking ashes. The ashes came up because the Aussies got annoyed that WG Grace ran out some prick when he shouldn't, when they felt he shouldn't have. You know, like... Was ever thus? Was ever thus. Every fucking Australian on Twitter saying, have a suck cunt at me. <laughs> I spent the last 10 years whinging about Stuart Broad. You know, every Australian who spent the last 
10 days going, have a suck, cunt, at every Englishman going, spent the previous 10 days having in a fit of the vapours because Ollie Robinson done a swear. <laughs> Michael, get ready for a broken fucking arm, Clark decided that there's some apparent arbitrary number of matches you have to have played before you're allowed to swear at another player during the ashes. Yeah. If we could really if I mean pop if you're listening, very unlikely. Um <laughs> if if you could just pin that down for us, you know, we'll get that to get that information to Ollie, let him know how many more tests he needs to play before he's allowed to tell anyone to fuck off. Um because really all Pop said was that Jimmy Anderson Broken arm or otherwise, Jimmy Anderson does meet the criteria, but that doesn't really tell us much. No, um, he's played more but more tests than, than any other bowler, so that's somewhere in between. Those somewhere two. between twenty odd, I don't know, I've not looked, and all of the tests. There's a cut-off point that that Clark hasn't quite nailed down for us there of of when you're allowed to tell a a, a player to fuck off. Um, also, just on that, the I find the idea of Australians commenting on on the use of someone else's colourful language to, uh, be, it, to be quite I mean, mad, yeah, especially Michael Clark, who famously did, you know, a swear. And the swear wasn't even really the issue in what he said. Mm. The issue was that he was, you know, encouraging or wishing for a a serious injury to befall an opponent, which is much worse than telling them to fuck off. By any objective definition, tell you know, saying because I mean the other thing I don't want to bang on about Ollie Robinson, but it's like oh he told Usman Khawaja he didn't really tell Usman Khawaja to fuck off he just sort of screamed fuck off into the ether mm. fuck off you fucking prick into the sort of general well you know the you know so one of the things that makes we'll get we'll get to it here because we might as well. One of one of the things that makes both these countries the, the worst thing, the worst thing, is that both countries are pricks, as we've established. But but the problem is is that both think the other is a bigger prick in precisely the same way that they are equally bad pricks, and that takes up so fucking much of the space. And we all do it now because you can't escape it. So it's. It's everything. Oh, I see. England are upset with Aussie shenanigans, but what about English shenanigans? They're both as bad as each other. They've both been as bad as each other forever. And I tell you what, what's made my bloody head fall off is that Australia have managed within one day, within one day of Australia losing their minds about the fact that to catch a cricket ball, it has to not be on the ground. Yeah. They managed to successfully position themselves as the sensible ones, the rational ones. And it was whinging bloody palms. And that is what pissed me off. Alex Carey's run out of Johnny Bairstow is brilliant. Yeah. It's really clever. It's 100% entirely valid. There is no doubt that it's out. There is no sane reason for that appeal to be withdrawn. There is no issue whatsoever with that dismissal. 
but the false equivalences yeah. that have been drawn, the fact that ah oh 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 but ah but what about but ah oh I see you, you don't and comparing it to loads of things that are just fucking different yeah like the similarities generally start and end with they're both wickets that happened in a cricket match sometimes at Lords Colin de Grandome's run out yeah right it's not it's not the same guys that isn't the same thing and you have to be disingenuous to present it as being the same. Colin de Grandom gets hit on the pad. There's an appeal for LBW. His partner sort of, he thinks, is there a run? Could we run? And he gets run out. He's confused. He doesn't quite know where he is or what he's doing. It was first ball, I think, as well, wasn't it? But he's out of his crease in, in a passage of play with no... No belief that the ball is dead. Yeah. No expectation for the ball to be dead. No reason for him to think, rightly or wrongly. Yeah, but he's that also the ball is dead. He's also moving backwards towards yeah. to get he's himself back in and moved because he knows. Yeah, he doesn't um, know where the ball is. So he's like, oh, whoops. It, you know, that's just the the most popular. Like example, uh, Johnny Bairstow stumping someone stood up to in a county game like 10 years ago yeah it's yeah it's not the same the, like it's reached the most ridiculous height today i saw it compared to that wicket england got last year where i think it was against new zealand where the leech bowling straight drive hits the non-striker's bat and balloons to mid off or something somehow so ah uh and but ah what about this one yeah and those people going ha yes england's hypocrisy what are you talking about other than these are both dismissals that happened in a cricket match what is similar the closest thing the closest similarity to it is the ian bell one where ms doni called him back damn fine of him but the two things there yeah he's a jolly good sport about it um one he shouldn't have. Yeah, I think he absolutely true. shouldn't have. But Bell, I like. I never. I've never defended Bell on this. It was dozy of him, stupid of him. He should have stayed in his crease until he was sure, just like Bairstow should have done. But at least, at least Bell had seen. He thought the ball had gone for four, and the reaction yeah. of the India fielders, it sort of half-heartedly picked up and flung in, like they're just flinging it back. I think you know, it, he shouldn't have done. He shouldn't have wandered off. He should have made sure. He should have waited until he was sure. You know, it, it's just fundamentally batters should just stay in their crease more often than they do. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. wandering about that goes yeah. on, and um, I think there's a there is a lot of it. Is like I know Stuart Broad made the absolute most of it, which was really really quite funny, especially when Stokes was going off on one at the other end, but. You're right. There is a lot of you put your wicket in the hands of mm. the other team, and you do put you know there's a lot of unwritten. There's that grey area, convention. That, that grey area in the middle of where you know I think that like there are a lot of people talking about the ruling on the, the 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 law that is the the ball is dead when both teams deem it to be so, and you know that sort of thing. That's just 
what's was you know put a seconds put a number of seconds on it or do do something so it's so it's measurable rather than it just being well when you both deem it to be so we didn't deem it to be so oh well then then that gray area falls under the spirit of cricket and matt roller said it on polite inquiries like if he was doing a a, a sunday transitional game he'd call the batsman back mm. but he's not doing it in a in a yeah. in an ashes test match yeah but yeah, you know, I think I think Bell had slightly more reason to yeah. think that ball was dead. But that's you know, just it's, because it's... the reaction of reaction of the opposition yeah. players gave and gave some suggestion that the ball was dead. What Bearstow cannot claim is to have seen anything from Australia. Yeah, to have indicated that's... to him that something had happened to make to render the ball dead. And and that and that's why this one is actually really cut and dried as these ones go, and it it it's where you know like the umpire's moving a little bit. This this might be happening, that might be happening. If over hadn't been called, the only question, the only question to ask, and it's the question Ben Stokes apparently immediately asks the umpire in that moment is not, "Do you recall the batsman? Do you withdraw the appeal?" The only valid question is, has over been called? Because yeah. it's the last ball of the over. It, if it had been called, it would have been wrongly called. Yeah. Because the umpires right. should only consider the ball dead when both batters and the fielding side consider the ball dead, which they hadn't. But, again, for the exact same reason that Johnny Bairstow goes wandering, the umpire might assume the ball is dead. Yeah. Oh, that's the end of the over. Dead. If they've said over, then it's not out. And it yeah. doesn't matter if the umpire's wrong to have done it. Yeah. He still made his decision. If he yeah. said over, it's over. The ball is dead at that point. That having not been said, which by definite, we, you know, I've not heard any audio that confirms it or denies, but if, if over had been said, we'd know about it. If there was any indication that the umpire had said over, that would have been talked about and it hasn't so it can't have been um it nothing else that he could have seen actually makes it over and uh, and i think the thing with with this with with Bearstow, that gives him just really no room for grievance is there's sort of a there's sort of an arrogance in the way he doesn't even turn round yeah he doesn't even turn to look and I know like, everyone was taking the mick out of Broad because Broad was doing it so theatrically and excessively. But actually, all Broad was doing in his pantomime fashion was actually what you should be doing. Yeah. Is it okay? Be- yeah, Bearstow yeah. assumes that Carey's just lobbed that ball to slip. Yeah. But if Ke- if Bearstow had turned round, because Bearstow is still in his crease when there, Carey lets that there go. Is, there is a still shot where Carey's at the, like, the, the the point of release with of his underarm and Bearstow's left foot or his right foot is still in it's still behind yeah. the line. So and he's he, so far out by the time it hits. Yeah. If he turns round, he sees that ball coming towards his stumps and he's fine. All he needs is to have just done a cursory turn of his head yeah. and it's fine. But he didn't. He just sort of arrogantly, dozily yeah. assumes and he'll never do it again. Yeah. By the way. And and also the fact and and it, and again comes back to what clever player is from Carey is he does the, the the two things he does is one throw it really quickly which settles that argument yeah 
if you he could, pauses, you could like make Bears a case if he, ha- yeah, I think I think it is different if if a keeper stood up to the stumps and takes the ball and stands there holding it to the bales. I think that's legitimate as well. Yeah, because the wicket keeper is indicating there that he does not consider that ball dead. Correct. And there is absolutely, you, you know, as soon as a bat is clearly balanced and will turn to the keeper, you would then go right. And then move on. The keeper doesn't consider that ball dead. But if you're stood back and you hold the ball for a few seconds, yeah, dead. and then you release it, I think you could make a, an argument then that you have considered that ball dead. Kerry doesn't do that. Kerry doesn't even wait for him to leave his crease. Yeah. Kerry whips it back straight away. He has that ball in his gloves for less than a second. So there's no no argument of that ball being finally settled, no argument for that ball being dead other than an erroneous call of over from the umpire. One thing that I enjoyed... But um... so, sorry, just to, to finish this point, it also means that it was a pattern of behaviour. Oh, we saw that Alex, as well. Alex Carey is either a time traveller, <laughs> in which case, you know, I think that is probably not on from Australia. No, I, 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 I think selecting a time traveller with... Being... With knowledge of the past, yeah, is is against the spirit of cricket, and and, and if that and, is what and Australia the laws of have done, Throw the book at them. Throw the book at them. They're a disgrace. But he'll but know the book's likely, coming to him. He'll be able to move. Avoid it, won't he? I haven't thought it through. Um, you know the fact he went and stood down the leg side for that Ben Duckett catch as well. Yeah, cheating. Maybe you know knew it was coming. Not for me to say. I'm not a <laughs> physicist. Um, but it, the other explanation, the arguably more plausible one that actually, you know, makes this our universe is that Bairstow had done this a shitload of times. Yeah. That this was something that Bairstow was doing repeatedly. And so, yeah. you know, I also he, think of counting down, the balls, counting down the balls of the over as well. He pro- at the end of the over, especially if he's ducked one or left one, he's yeah. straight off. He was just he's waiting for the moment, wasn't he? And the sixth ball of the over. He was waiting for Bairstow to duck or leave a sick ball. Um, something else to say is that you, you've got to admire the way that Ben Duckett has taken that dismissal out of the game uh, by simply refusing ever to leave the ball. That's yeah. one That's one way to avoid this happening. <laughs> if you never leave the ball, yeah. you can't get out this way. The other the other way that you might choose to go, the less basketball way is just you know look at the wicketkeeper for 0.2 seconds. Uh, that's the other way to do it. So... Um, but to get to the hip hop, like so, Stuart Broad. So the the brilliant thing about that wicket is that it brings to the crease Stuart Broad. Yeah, and that is a, that's a perfect moment for him. There is literally there is literally up to 11, no, isn't it? There is no better <laughs> scenario for a wicket like that to happen than for the not out batsman to be Ben Stokes and the <laughs> incoming batsman to be Stuart Broad, and the next hour is some of the most absurd cricket you'll ever witness. You've got at one end, you've got Ben Stokes, who is... I've seen better players than Ben Stokes, but I don't think I've ever seen better cricket in moments, in passages of play from from anyone other than than him. What, What he can do in those, when he just decides to go, is extraordinary. And in that moment he decides to go so you've got some of the greatest cricket you will ever see at one end from ben stokes and at the other 
you've got Stuart Broad being a complete dick, and it's it was it's just magnificent. But everything Stuart Broad did, you know, like te- like <laughs> Stuart Broad of all people, like when he tells Alex Carey that's all you're going to be remembered for. <laughs> he, like, he meant it as a criticism, but coming from Stuart Broad, it almost sounds like a compliment. Yeah, well done. That's that's textbook. That is, uh, yeah. I'd love and, one of them on my record. <laughs> and also, it's not true, because what Alex Carey is going to be remembered for is walking into the swimming pool that time. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, but but his, his fury, it is hypocritical. It is yeah. hypocritical. None of the other dismissals or anything that's been brought up as supposed slam dunks against England mean anything. But but Stuart Broad... Of all people. Of all people, Stuart Broad being grumpy about sharp practice from another team that falls entirely within the law. It You know, it's ridiculous that Australia still bring up 2013 but at the same time <laughs> yeah you know you know at that point he was well yeah it doesn't matter because it's all about winning and it you know it it was of course it's hypocritical massively hypocritical but 24 hours mick i know 24 hours before that australia were a ludicrous embarrassing whinging mess Glenn McGrath's head yeah. had fallen clean off. He yeah. said that no catch ever. <laughs> that if that's not out, then no catch ever is out. Or, or ever, it's like it's, I feel like it's quite a basic thing as well. Like you know, always being taught. You know, you, everyone knows you've got to be in control of the ball. You can't just catch it and and chuck it straight on the floor or pat it down. Right, you've got to be in control of the ball. And I've always thought like if if you are moving quickly and you can't put your hands down to stop yourself as you would naturally because you're catching the ball. When you put, you, you have to roll over or you put, yeah. you go down on your arm or you go down slightly unnaturally because you can't put your palms of your hand down. Yeah. That's because he, you can't, he can't the touch the ball on the ground and drags it along. He puts the ball on the ground yeah. because if he doesn't do that, he's going to bury his face into the turf, yeah. which is so which in is fine. what world he's is not he in control, in control, he, is he? We're not even going to talk about it. We're not even going to waste time talking <laughs> about it because the, the the only reason that catch or non-catch is useful is A, because it was funny. Yeah. B, because Australia becoming the good guys so soon after that really pissed me off. Yeah. But but mainly what's useful about it is that you can use it as a reference point because one of the other things that's really annoyed me is that because Bairstow was out and if you're saying he shouldn't be out or they should have recalled him, you're talking bollocks. Mm. It's out. It's a mistake you'll never make again. Yeah. But it was a mistake. And what he's, an important time to make it as well. He's unlucky in the sense that a hundred batsmen yeah, before him have made time. that exact same mistake and they don't get punished for it. He himself has probably done it his whole career. I you know, I do think there's probably would they have done it if they weren't weirdly caught up in the, this whole catch thing, which all of them, all of Australia genuinely thought was out. All of their players thought it was out, even when they'd yeah. seen the replays. Mark Taylor said as well that hooked my head. That Mark Taylor said that maybe, you know, if that's if that's how it is, then maybe the the MCC should take a look and it might maybe change something. It's like, listen, I think it's been fine. It's, everyone knows that. 
apart from... You can't from... catch a ball and before... by putting the ball on the ground. Yeah. That's not... Huh? Yeah. I also enjoyed... Because <laughs> Ben Duckett's so so little compared to everyone. Because he's not that little, but he's... He is if you stand in between Ollie Robinson and <laughs> Zach Crawley. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's 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 bad planning, but... Or good but, planning. Good, good funny. But when Mitchell Stark was shouting at him, and it was picked up on the on the stump mic, and he's got that little head and that massive helmet, and he's because I don't know why you sh- I don't know why you're blaming me. Yeah, is, is, well, that's the other thing as well. Is that like his fault? Is it? Yeah, like so, like again, the hypocrisy. Australians are saying, oh, 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 you liked rules. Just Ducky was walking off. Yeah, Ducky was walking off. But Not ben happily. Duckett, ben Duckett. It was, it was annoying with himself. See. Ben Duckett cannot see that that ball has been grounded from those that seventy yards. And when when the, the decision comes in, he's a bit all right. Okay, fair enough. He, you know, but like there's there's some suggestion in the what happened afterwards that oh well you know he should have just accepted the decision and walked off, which is exactly what he was doing until he was told not to by the umpires. Yeah. So there's oh my head's fallen off completely, <laughs> Mick. It's well, there's one. Off. Let me and, put and, it, and I've and it's on the ground, so it's not even out. But <laughs> but what's useful about that? But what that catches, and I do think that. Like I, I'm. You'd have to ask Carey. I'm not certain that stumping happens if the Stark catch doesn't. You know if that Ferrari doesn't happen. Yeah. But it is really useful because one of the things that's really annoying is when you see something like that. Like as an England fan, you know, like that that's out. That Bearstow wicket is out. But you also know deep, deep within yourself that like. I haven't done the sums, but it's at least 80% of the Australian fans who are enjoying being right about it mm. are only right about it because it went their way. Yeah. So the start catch is great because all you have to do is just refer back to that to s- separate the Australians who are right because they're right from the Australians who are just happy it went their way. Yeah. Because if they, think the start catch, if they think Stark's catch was out, then you can disregard their opinion on the Bairstow stumping. Similarly, if you're Australian, you can disregard anything that any England fan thinks about the Bairstow stumping. Yeah. Because, you know, we, the, you need you need another data point for them to find find a reference um, where they think, you know, you, you need to find where they've got something that's, in their favour, but there, you know, when you talk about, but you just know that all these rules is rules. Wow, like, oh, it goes around, comes around. It's like they're not the same thing. No. And if this happened the other way, you'd be absolutely raging. They would be making at least as much fuss as England. Yeah. Oh, at exactly. Least as much because their whole team the previous day was losing its mind about a catch that was obviously not a catch. Um. Just. On both of those, I think one thing that I find very funny in all of these situations is when the Barmy Army, I know they're not allowed in Lords, but the 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 extended England Barmy Army family um accuse accuse the Aussies of cheating with their little same old Aussies always oh, cheating. I mean uh it's that thing that cricket takes quite a lot of cheating out of it by having the option of appeal. Especially now, there's there's the DRS as well. So even well, whatever if you... <laughs> you think, whatever you think Australia did in that moment, it's not cheating. Yeah, 
It cannot be cheating by definition if it is specifically catered for within the laws of the game. By exactly the same token, Stuart Broad edging the ball and being caught and standing there is not cheating because nothing in the laws of the game requires a player, upon being dismissed, to give himself out. It's, it cannot be cheating if it's within the laws of the game. That is... So, you know, like like the, the, the phrase you, you see a lot, you saw a lot of Australians eventually going, technically it's not out, about the start catch. And lots of them, technically it's out. The great thing about the word technically in those sorts of examples, if you take the word technically out, it yeah. means exactly the same thing. Yeah. There is no technically out. There's out. There's no technically not out. It's out or it's not out. The, it, and it's just both teams, both. It's this, series, the Ashes. Oh, it's bloody awful. <laughs> it just it just brings out the worst in two bad countries. That's that's where I've got to with the Ashes now. It brings out the... It, they're not cheating. Yeah. They're not worse than you you're not better than them you would be in in or every situation i like the this this like this string of former england captains who've actually come out and said yeah it's out is actually quite interesting because the aussie former players have generally been making high lines absolute things, wallies of themselves during this <laughs> yeah. series and yeah. the former england players have generally done a bit better ian bell to my enormous surprise, has turned out to have a, an astonishing range and volume of bullshit. <laughs> I was not expecting that. He's arguably said more, a greater number of mad things than any individual Australian in this series yeah. so far. He's just not as, he's not said them as interestingly because he's Ian Bell. And the only interesting thing about Ian Bell was always his cover drive and his little dab to third man. But he has said some mad shit. So fair play to him. Um, but it it is just this thing of it, it it's always come back like and and I do have to be careful because I'm aware that I've spent the last half hour whinging and I am a pom. But <laughs> it, it the the whinging poms thing from Australia is objectively how it is essentially neither England nor Australia, if you've if you've been around for the last 20, 40, 100 years, neither of those countries can comment on the whinging and whining of the other unironically with a straight face. The only reason that whinging palms carries more weight than whinging Aussies is that Australia win more Wait often more, than England yeah. do. That's and it. you're probably going to do more whinging if you're a bit shit. But Australia are two 0 up in this series, and they have managed to pack in a fuck ton of whinging. Yeah. Um. The next thing I want to talk about is the um behaviour of the knowledgeable Lords crowd. Ugh. Well, it wasn't though, was it? 
<laughs> no, it was uh, well if you listen to old Strausers because they were twenty five dabs a ticket. So and tickets to Lords should cost I don't know one hundred and fifty pounds <laughs> at least. Reference, <laughs> As... <laughs> uh, but no, that I I'm glad you mentioned it because I had forgotten it and it was something I wanted to talk about of everything of everything that was said by anyone about anything that day. And I like Strauss, and I don't want this to sound like I'm having a go. That was the worst thing anyone said on day five at Lords, apart from whatever those fellas said to Usman Kawaja, which yeah, I think worse. I'm pretty sure I don't want to know. Yeah, I think the three guys when when he when he stopped specifically when he is that thing. Make sure this guy specifically and that one and that one. Yeah, because I bet the language. I don't want to know what they said. Bet the language in there is pretty colonial anyway, isn't it? But that, but that is also reinforces the point of why what Strauss said was so wrong and so disingenuous, and the timing of it so soon after the ICEC report, yeah, came out. Yeah, very good point. And and the the racism that exists in English cricket, which it does, yeah, is is a sub issue of the class issue that exists in English cricket. That if you solve the class issue in English cricket and you increase genuine diversity, because so often diversity in English cricket just means Asian and black players who happen to go to public school. It's not true diversity. It's just people who look slightly different but had exactly the same life experience as you. It's not meaningful diversity. Yeah. If you solve that issue, you solve that class issue, you start to solve all the other, because the sexism, the elitism, the racism, all stems from that class issue. Yeah. So the timing of it, the implication of it, that these weren't your usual laws. Is there, any, is there any evidence that it wasn't, other than that? Because the, it's the members bit, right? But this is the point. This is the point, is that, yeah, the, the, the crowd were booing and jeering. And like we said, oh, you know, I don't like same old Aussies always cheating as a chant. I don't like the booing. I think it, it, it's a bit lazy, bit, bit wank. But I mean, like Pat Cummins said, foreign, you know, foreign teams come to Australia and they cop it from Bay Thirteen. You know, we're not. Yeah, we can't turn around here and say we're angels. It wasn't. It. I've I've never known Lords like it during a Test match, yeah. but it wasn't anything that you wouldn't experience at. at a, a test ground in England as an Australian cricketer, it certainly won't have phased them. But going through the members through the long run, yeah, the treatment there was load, that is a load of bollocks as well, isn't it? I and and it. so it so so not only is the twenty five quid comment, you know, the oh, well, these were it was a fifth day crowd, not the usual Lords crowd. Mm. Not only is that on its own terms an objectionable statement, it was also bollocks anyway because it wasn't. None, nothing that they did prompted the MCC to issue an apology. That was the behaviour of the members in the long run. That yeah. was the usual Lord's crowd. The problems were caused by the usual Lord's crowd. A riled up crowd in the main stadium was just a riled up cricket crowd. There was nothing there that was unusual or would have merited an apology. There was just some weak banter and an an inaccurate chant 
<laughs> yeah. yeah but you know it, it wasn't anything that required official apology that happened in the long run that was the yeah. members that was the usual lord's crowd own your own yeah. it you know that might... was not so that of, of everything that was said the rest of it is all really tish and fipsy but that you know that what what those three fellas said to Usman Kawaja and what Strauss said about the Lord, the crowd, the, the crowd. Yeah. Uh, fundamentally, when you get down to it, those are actually the things to be cross about. I've spent thirty minutes yeah. being cross uh, about a load of absolute bollocks. Yes, yeah. I know. What but you those mean. are things to be actually cross yeah, about. I think so, and I think I know it's we, we won't we won't say them, but I, I've I've seen the names of the people, and I'm hundred percent sure that they're made up names. There's no way those are real names. They they, they can't be, can they? Absolutely I haven't se- not. I haven't seen Come it on. from from a source, but. No, they're not the real names. But it's one of those where if you want them to be the real names. It's like that total thing of, I want this to be true, and therefore I will disengage my critical faculties (laughs) and accept those three names. That that is what it is. That's the real ones. But also, like, if there was, there's no way they'd release the names of the people they were investigating because that's just bad, bad practice anyway, isn't it? And especially when they're, you know, to be honest, nothing will, I'm assuming nothing will come of it because it'll all be, oh, no, it's just much of a muchness, nothing. <laughs> you know, but the, I think that that is highlighted again. I think that another thing about Lords that is just sh- shit, but just stays because it's always happened, is making players go through that up and down those steps start it's just that's just it's just has to, it's the oh, it's the mythologizing of Lords, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, you've, yeah, you've, got, it's you've got you know 80 year old Tories screaming abuse at touring cricketers mm. in a national trust building, it's just <laughs> very, very weird. It's very weird, it is a strange place, Lords. Yeah. I mean. Obviously, you know, Wimbledon's on at the moment, and it's the, it's that same thing of, like, every tennis player who gets interviewed by the BBC at Wimbledon will get asked a question that's some variation of, oh, what's your favourite thing? How magical is it to come here? What's your favourite thing about Wimbledon? Oh, is it the flowers? Is it the food? Is it? And it's like the idea that they don't love it yeah. Isn't even considered. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. like implied. The idea I that, find well, it actually, really annoying, to be honest. Because I'm, I'm shit on grass. I much prefer clay. Yeah. I just I just get this out of the way. Yeah. And when, the, if I, a plan centre court, I have to walk through everyone as well. If I want to, when I when I go to get interviewed after the <laughs> game, I have to go and I have to walk past everyone drinking their pims, clapping. And and Lords is the same. It's like just accept oh what's your favorite thing about lords you love playing at lords of course it's the home of cricket thing? everyone must do and and that and home of cricket that's another thing about that strauss stuff you can't call yourself the home of cricket and then say but only for people who can afford 150 quid a ticket good point yeah. the home of cricket is for everyone cricket is not just for rich people. the england team is only for rich people you have to got public school again to that yeah but, but let's at least you know if you want to call yourself the home of cricket you've got to be better than that um but there's just this thing and it's like i i started sort of early in the test before it even all kicked off um maybe like alex carey i too have traveled back in time i haven't but i would say that um <laughs> 
Uh, England win three two, by the way. So yeah, that's cool, isn't it? I'm I'm putting some coins on it. Um, not. They don't. Uh, <laughs> I started like scrap lords tests. It's a rubbish pitch, rubbish atmosphere. Obviously, the atmosphere. Whatever you thought about the atmosphere on day five, it it certainly had a bit more to it. But you know, like they talk about ah oh, the Lord's hum. I hate yeah. the Lord's hum. Yeah. The Lord's hum is the sound of people not watching cricket. Yeah, that's people talking about investment portfolios and and Jaguars. It's I mean, boring. You know, like it's the. I mean, it would never happen because the riffraff would never be allowed to bring, um, you know, bring alcohol into it. But if a bunch of lads on the Western Terrace started like chucking beer bottle tops onto the outfield the way the Lord's crowd pop yeah. champagne calls on. It would be quite rightly viewed as disrespectful and yeah. knocked on the head. I think if it, there's another one of those different things, though, isn't just, it? it's different for Lords. If you just take it down to its like base level, what what did you just do, mate? I just put my rubbish onto the field of play. Yeah. How dare you? Don't do that. It's, it's, it, that's a mad thing to do. And also something, I doubt it would, but it's the could, cause an injury. Yeah. You know, you could go over on an ankle. You yeah, it's, not, on it's not the point, but it's... But it's, the, it's you know, it's that's, that's the, what, it's the same thing with anything. Why why aren't you just allowed to chuck your, your shit onto the stage? Because it's disrespectful and it might get in the way of the game. Yeah. So Basic. Don't, um, why do you get to do it? Because I can't. Because you can't control your champagne and talks. And we're talking about if we're talking about hypocrisy, which is technically what this episode yeah. is supposed <laughs> to be about, and not just me <laughs> bucking on for an hour. You do not get to say that you have a policy that bans fancy dress, and then have I a mean... load of <laughs> fucking cunts turned up dressed in <laughs> red and yellow uh, blazers. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you have to edit if, out cunts? Nah, we just have to put a little um, explicit content warning so it doesn't get banned from Spotify. <laughs> I don't know if Spotify have got a cunt filter that automatically listens to everything. And boop, that one's got one in. <laughs> or another I'll, podcast I'll... from R2D2. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so I've, I've got like Scrap Lords tests and I sort of decided that, that I might lean into that and make that part of the brand alongside yeah. hating golf yeah. and being pro mancad. Do you know what? That's the thing. I bloody hope there's a man cat at Headingley, mate. Oh, mate, I don't know. I don't think you'd be able to cope. I think, I mean, it's it's for the best that Twitter isn't working properly because... <laughs> Come on, Elon, you've got to get that shit sorted out for tomorrow. A this test match, uh, after this series, I, and I think with a fully it's... functioning Twitter, I think it might be too much for anyone. I think it has to, for it to work properly, it would have to be an England... An Aussie batsman dismissed by an Englishman via the mancad for it, it to has add to be, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it has to pull all the hypocrisy yeah, together. Yeah, it has and that's to, that other data point that we were talking. You'd have about Australia. Earlier. You'd have Australians who saying, "Well, no, because well, you know, are you? Oh, so now it's fine. Oh, now it's fine. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, you were upset, and now it now it's fine. Yeah, well, is anyone? Is, is it anyone? Fine, and now you're upset. So it's the same hypocrisy. I haven't can't say I've noticed, but is Cameron Green like a bit of a candidate? I've, I think I feel like feels I've seen like him wandering. He feels like a sort of there's a couple. I haven't noticed anyone who's like, hey, wow, you could get it's him because it. they're quite a sort of switched on site. It's kind of, I mean, if you wanted to make a sensible macro point about that dismissal, it's that it really did sum up the difference between the two sides. Is that you've got one side 
that's a bit silly and a and bit fo fo their focus is on dopey. the daft focusing on the extremes on, all the time and it? you've got one side that's really switched on and paying attention yeah and that that moment yeah. encapsulated that more than any other individual moment yeah. in the series um but they're not you know like S steve smith really annoyingly is right up there is just about the least man cuttable batter around because he literally watches the ball yeah, I mean, he does that because he's a nerd. Have yeah. you seen that thing with his bats? Yeah, yeah. I was just stunned that he's when he, he um I'm number twenty four. What? The... <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's a bit weird, mate. Yeah. But you know, he does that because he's a nerd and he wants to learn stuff. But the point is, did you see the bit about him not sleeping when it, yeah. Kevin Peterson was interviewing? He's, he's a strange, and... he's a strange guy. <laughs> he's the best batter since Bradman, but he is a strange fella. T talking to strange people, I could not. I nearly cringed into my into and then out of my own anus again when peterson was interviewing him and he was just reading numbers out <laughs> did you see that it was just reading the, the scores he'd got at lords mad i just stood there nodding going yeah i remember that one remember yeah that one. <laughs> this is a man who can identify his own bats blindfold you don't need to remind him of his test scores at lords oh. he knows we're not we're not going to get onto peterson but we'll, we'll do that another He's time got, i mean he is in a very, very, in a, in a weird series where a lot of people are having a weird time, he's top of the list, though, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Peterson? I mean, it's a whole other episode. We yeah. can't get into it now. We've been Take a breath, this. Kev. Breathe. You don't need to speak all the time. Chill out. Again, um, I can't say anything. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Brilliant. Steve's... Amazing. Yeah. Ashes cricket. Oh, Joe Root. But he's out now. I got forty. <laughs> that was so. You, these guys did not have a clue what to do. They had no clue. Well, he, he got out for forties back in the hat. Okay, fair enough. And yeah, the, that I, bit about I, them, them they, they should have made him drive him every day. Yeah, I'm hoping but, that's back in Leeds. Presumably not needed in. Ah, uh, possibly. Yeah. Possibly, presumably yeah. none of them are driving to the ground there because yeah. it's just hassle, isn't it? Yeah. But I really hope that um, Peterson is ponting because I tell you what, ponting. Ponting had a weird game. I think Ponting is in the best two or three commentators in the world. Yeah. I thought he had a really weird game at Edgebaston yeah. where Set he was really stuff. rattled and thrown by stuff. And then it all made sense. It all made sense when Peterson said, I've been driving him around this week. Ah, <laughs> oh, no wonder he's fucking lost his nut. And he was much less weird at Lords. He was yeah. back to that... Ricky Ponting. You know, he was real angry with their bad bowling when Stokes yeah. was teeing off. But that was... You know, he that was, was fine. That's legitimate, isn't it? You know, he was cross about it, but he was really precise and like they're doing this, this, and this when they should be doing that, that, and that, and that's ponting at his best. We're wandering into commentary again, so I'm just going to yeah. bring it back to hypocrisy. Is there anything else that you've got on your list? Um, body line. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that there is that thing as well. Talking about hip hypocrisy is that we've got we've now got the two prime ministers of both countries having a little nibble at each other which you know we know the body the body line series caused an actual diplomatic incident but this is you know i i think it's gonna be talking... a trade embargo we're gonna be like there'll be <laughs> yeah. no shiraz yeah. no, no australian uh, shiraz for no us. Peanut Neuer. <laughs> do we send them anything um convicts no that's come on be better than that <laughs> um i imagine we send them some cheese or something don't we whatever but... i mean uh, yeah. Talking of hypocrisy, there'll be trade right? embargoes. But yeah, if you're talking of hypocrisy, 
Rishi Sunak, mm-hmm. he's going to be livid when he sees how his party's trying to win the next election. Yeah. But him oh, commenting, commenting on 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 rules and their and their yeah uh, workings, and then not going to vote for um, people who are breaking rules anyway. Let's it's not. not what it's not what this is about. So um, let's not bring the Tories into a conversation <laughs> about hypocrisy. About, Come about, on, or lords. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no place yeah. for it i think that'll do that's easily the longest one we've done in a while so that's that's good to know um keep sending in your things i'm worried the... about your editing job fine i'll just i'll just get the i've got a beat button so that'll be fine take um, out all the c-bombs and it's 23 minutes uh what i like to do usually is is be, be a bit nerdy and try and time so i'm only beeping over the un um but that might take too long when there's 35 of them <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, keep sending anything to the Dave Review system. I'm sure that there'll be more over the, the coming weeks. Thanks, everyone, for I listening. I mean, the, the very idea that there won't be, even by the time this has been released, something will have properly happened. Yeah. Uh, we, might have, we might have. We're, we're going to... My head will be back on the floor. Yeah, so this will be our first day of heading, Lisa. Listen to this. Get, get yourself topped up and then watch the match start on Thursday and we'll we'll all go uh, we'll all go silly. Send over your DRS things. There'll be loads. Uh, keep listening. Keep go, um, talking about it. Share it with your mates and that if you think they'll find it interesting. And go on to wherever you listen and leave us a little review. That'd be lovely because it helps us with the, the algorithms and that. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you again next time. Bye, Dave. Bye. Thanks, everyone. That was uh, Bye, everyone. catharsis, basically, for me. Um <laughs> I feel a tiny I, bit better. I was gonna say I feel like I'm 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 not a therapist. I'll probably I'll probably just send you in the in the direction of some 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 trained people who can probably help you a bit better rather than going, It is, it is mate. Like yeah. the <laughs> they are, they are absolute twats. <laughs> All of them. No matter where they're from, you know what I mean? I'm it's... an equal opportunities racist. <laughs> That's a final line of a podcast, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Cheers, everyone. Bye.